culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Monday, May the 9th, 2022. And uh, pro-abortion violent extremists and protesters gathered across America over the weekend, some of which in front of the very homes of the Supreme Court justices, others at Catholic churches and, and uh, NGOs and other places, sometimes even trying to set the place on fire. We're going to catch up on all of those stories, the latest on the vandalism and attacks by pro-abortion violent extremists at 15 past the hour. Stick around for that. And then, of course, we're going to talk to uh, Father Frank Pavone. He is the National Director of Priests for Life at 35 past the hour to catch up on the latest with him. So all of that coming in this hour. It's going to be a jam-packed hour. Please join us for all of that if you can. In fact, yeah, it was a, like a, a firebomb of sorts up in Wisconsin. Uh, but Ruth sent us that group we reported on last week. Well, they put out a new message said, quote, stuff your rosaries because they'll be burning the Eucharist to show their disgust. I'll show you that message on the live video feed at 15 past the hour. Hey, last week, Amazon said they would pay for uh, abortion-related travel expenses to their employees. Well, guess what? This week, Tesla's chiming in. They're happy to also pay for their their, uh, workers to go get abortions. So... Let's make wise, prudent buying decisions. What do you say? Hmm? All of that and more this hour. It's going to be jam-packed. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Wow, what a weekend. Let me tell you. On Mother's Day. (laughs) Unreal, right? I mean, it's it's just so disappointing and disheartening to see that sort of thing. But uh, I did see a video of some some good Catholic people standing up to these these crazy protesters coming into the house. We have some footage of that, too, for sure. I may show some of that at 15 past. It's very good. It was was encouraging, I would say. Yeah, That was very encouraging. Praise be to God. Now, I'm also happy to say it, it could have been a lot worse over the weekend. Yes, and I'm inclined to believe that I think it's going to escalate soon. So well, you know, let's let's not let's not lose our guard here. Yes, <laughs> let's pray for peace for sure. Hey, guess what? Today is also a big day because we're giving away that three hundred dollar Agard watch gift certificate today. Yeah, somebody's gonna have some nice wrist candy looking. It's, oh, what time is it? You could get oh. one really nice one. You could get two pretty nice ones. I mean, your choices are gonna be great. But we have three hundred and seventy four entries into that drawing. Wow. And today, during our after show, which is the second half of the second hour on live video feed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all those things. Everything's linked up on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. So tune into the after show if you want to know who won the $300 Agard gift certificates. But speaking of winners, never in need of a raffle, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. How was your brother's graduation? It was great. My brother, he actually, he, he walked. I was surprised. I was like, I thought... They were just going to stop him right before and not give him the diploma. I was, I was, I was on the edge of my seat, biting like, my nails. Like you're like, they're not going to dead him. Graduate. I know this guy. Okay. No. <laughs> no, praise be to God. It was great. So it was a, it was a good time. We uh, went and ate afterwards, and his all his buddies were like, yo, you know, Gabriel was like the smartest guy out of our friend group, and I was like. 
What? Because <laughs> you my <laughs> brother? Are you going to talk? Are we talking about the same person here? No, I'm crazy about like, it. Can great. anything good come from the Fonseca can, brothers? Can anything good come from my brother? No, I'm just kidding. It was <laughs> yes. great. Praise be to God. So that was a good time. And then we had a wonderful Mother's Day. It was a jam-packed weekend. We were in the car for hours mm. between uh, the last couple of days. But, you know, it was good. It was a good time, though. Yeah, praise be to God. Well, congratulations to your brother uh, on finally graduating, even though he's the smartest among all his peer groups. There you go, folks. Let that sink in. all right praise be to god we have father frank provone coming up as i said please tell a friend and uh, hang out with us this hour it's going to be great we're going to pray we're going to get started let's begin in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost amen remember O most gracious virgin mary that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thine intercession was left unaided Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now you're breaking news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Monday, May 9th, and these are your headlines. The Hill reports fire at Wisconsin anti-abortion office investigated as arson. Vandals struck an anti-abortion group office where a fire broke out and a Molotov cocktail was found. It wasn't immediately clear who vandalized the building, but the message, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either, was spray-painted on the building. This is the local manifestation of the anger and lack of tolerance from the pro-abortion people towards us of a, who are pro-life, Julianne Appling, the president of the lobbying group, said. The Epic Times reports fighters trapped in Azovstal plant will resist, say final days like hellish reality show. All women and children and elder, elderly people have been evacuated from Azovstal. This part of the Mariupol humanitarian operation has been completed. Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vyreshchuk said on Saturday. A Ukrainian fighter associated with the Azov Battalion, which has been associated with neo-Nazi imagery and has been accused of committing war crimes, told Reuters they will fight to the end. We will continue to fight so long as we are alive to repel the Russian occupiers, Captain Zviatoslav Palomar said. And he also told uh, the, the online conference on Sunday... We don't have much time. We're coming under intense shelling, he said. Breitbart reports food crisis. German farmers warn of drought-related crop failure on top of grain, fuel, and fertilizer wars. Woes, excuse me. Farmers on the east of Germany are warning of widespread crop failures due to a lack of rainfall in the region. As a result, the cultivation of a variety of crops is now in danger, with low yields expected as a result of the drought. David Beasley, head of the World Food Program, had previously warned that if European nations did not step in to fix the food situation, the continent would see a mass migration wave of biblical proportions. Failure to provide a few extra billion dollars this year for the feeding of the vulnerable means they're going to have famine, destabilization, and mass migration, he said. If you think we've got hell on earth now, you just get ready. If we neglect northern Africa, northern Africa is coming to Europe. If we neglect the Middle East, the Middle East is coming to Europe. And the Daily Wire reports, average U.S. gas price jumps 15 cents to $4.38 per gallon. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Thomas Pickering. 
He was born in Westmoreland, England, and he entered the English Benedictine Monastery of St. Gregory at Douai and took vows as a lay brother in 1660. In 1665, he was sent to London to be a steward for the Benedictine monks, who served the chapel of Catherine of Berenganza, the Catholic wife of King Charles II. There he became known personally to the Queen and Charles II. And when in 1675, urged by the Parliament, Charles issued a proclamation ordering the Benedictines to leave England within a fixed time, Pickering was allowed to remain, probably on the grounds that he was in fact not a priest. In 1678, Titus Oates made false claims of a Catholic plot against the king's life. The Pickering, and Pickering was accused of being part of this conspiracy. And this conspiracy was popularly known as the, quote, Popish Plot. At his trial on 17th December 1678, no evidence of treason against Pickering except, except Oates' mere words were produced. And Pickering's housekeeper, the formidable Ellen Ridgeby, later testified that Oates had only seen Pickering once in his life, when he had been begging for alms at the Benedictine's London house in the summer of 1678. She also testified that he had a personal grudge against Pickering, who, despite his habitual charity and good temper, told her, quote, never to let that man come in again, end quote. Pickering's innocence was so obvious that the Queen publicly announced her belief in him, saying that she could not accept that he was a risk to the royal family. Quote, I should have more fear to be alone in my chamber with a mouse, end quote. Nonetheless, the jury, under heavy pressure from Sir William Scroggs, the Lord Chief Justice, who was convinced believer on the Popish plot, found him guilty. And with William Ireland and John Grove, he was condemned to be hanged, drawn, and quartered. The king, who himself had Catholic leanings, was torn between his reluctance to execute the three men, whom he knew to be innocent, and his fear of the popular clamor. As the, as the public loudly demanded the death of Oates' victims, twice within a mere a month of the three prisoners were ordered to prepare for execution, but then reprived. At length, Charles, although only with great reluctance, ordered the execution of Ireland and Grove, hoping that this would satisfy public opinion and save Pickering from his fate. However, on the 26th of April, 1679, the House of Commons petitioned for Pickering's execution. Charles yielded it on the 9th of May, 1679. Pickering was hanged, drawn, and quartered at Tyburn with Ambrose McFall, George Terrapasis, and the Benedictine George Graves. He was one of the 107 martyrs beatified by Pope Pius XI on the 15th of December, 1929. In character, he was described as the most charitable and sweet-tempered of men. Blessed Thomas Pickering, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. As the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice and they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. 
Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, Amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Chrysostom would say, quote, There is an allusion here to Antichrist and to certain false Christs who had been and were to be. The scripture calls the he the scriptures he calls the door. They admit us to the knowledge of God. They protect the sheep. They sh they shut out the wolves. They bar the entrance to heretics. He that useth not the scriptures but climbeth up some other way, i.e., some self-chosen, some unlawful way, is a thief. Climbeth up, he says, not enters as if it were a thief getting over a wall and running all risks. Some other way may refer to, to the commandments and traditions of men that the scribes taught to the neglect of the law. When our Lord further on calls himself the door, we need not to be surprised. According to the office which he bears, he is in one place the shepherd and another the sheep. In that he introduces us to the Father, he is the door. In that he takes care of us, he is the shepherd. Close quote. Saint Chrysostom, pray for us. I love this because it speaks of heretics, the wolves from within the church who try to avoid doing what they should and ought to do to find some creative, some, some new way, some other way, right? Uh, Haydock's commentary says, In this parable, the fold is the church, the good shepherd, and also the, the door is Christ. The thieves and robbers are false guides, the, the hirelings, such ministers as seek their own profit and gain, and a good living as they call it, the wolves, heretics, the sheep not yet brought into the fold, the Gentiles not then converted. Is the goal to subvert the work of the church for the conversion of all souls? Because as Jesus says in this passage today, those who believe in him are the ones that are saved. You are saved through Jesus Christ only. And the wolves, the heretics, the robbers are trying to subvert that, which means they want people to end up in hell. What a horrible thing. Let's pray for the conversion of everyone today. We'll be right back. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Atheists claim they don't need God to be a good person, implying God's not relevant to morality. But is this true? Well, atheists can be good in the sense of knowing behaviors that respect the goods of human nature and living accordingly. 
St. Paul acknowledges this natural moral law in Romans chapter 2. But this doesn't mean God is irrelevant when it comes to morality. And here's the reason. Besides God's grace being necessary to live the moral law perfectly and merit heaven, God is necessary for the law to be morally binding. How can the moral law be binding if there's no moral law giver behind it that surpasses human authority? The answer is, it can't. So, an atheist can follow the natural moral law, but only the theist is consistent in saying that such a law is morally obligatory. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Father Frank Pavone is going to be our guest. He's the National Director for Priests for Life. We're going to catch up with him on the latest with the, uh, the saga that continues because of the leak coming out of the Supreme Court. But there are, as I say, several stories that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you, and I'm sure we'll get Father Frank's uh, opinion and take on this particular aspect. But I wanted to cover some of these stories over the weekend because last week we reported that the group Ruth Santos has put out calls for protests to happen at churches, to attack churches, Catholic churches in particular. And I wanted to sort of catch you up to date on where we're at with that over the weekend. Now, I will say it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. And I give God praise. Praise be to God. We don't want it to be bad. We don't want anything to, to happen other than souls that are saved through Jesus Christ and his holy Catholic Church. Praise be to God. Uh, but uh, let me just show, can I, I'm sharing my desktop to our live video feed, which you can always hang out with us on our website. You can just go right to grnonline.com forward slash CDT, and you can see the live video feed right there. So you don't have to be on social media. But if you are on social media, for instance, if you are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey, Rumble, LinkedIn, or other places, you can find the links to our live video feed on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. But for our sake, the sake of our incredible radio audience, praise be to God, good morning to you. Let me just read this to you. This is a tweet from the group Ruth Sent Us. Now, Ruth is referring to the, the previous uh, Supreme Court justice who died and had to be replaced under the Trump administration. Um, so they've, they've named themselves after her. Ruth sent us. Here's the tweet. It was sent, I think, uh, over the weekend. Quote, stuff your rosaries and your weaponized prayer. We will remain outraged after this weekend, so keep praying. We'll be burning the Eucharist to show our disgust for the abuse Catholic churches have condoned for centuries. Close quote, Ruth sent us via their Twitter feed. Let that sink in for a second. Uh, they want to burn the Holy Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let that sink in. So violence is the key of the day, and it made me think that, you know, violence, abortion, truly is the sacrament of the devil and those that would follow him. And we must make clear and, and uh, stark decisions and choices in our life. Who do we, who, who do, whom do we serve? We cannot serve both God and mammon. Let me go to this story out of the Catholic News Agency. It's related to an update on, mo on Mother's Day threats, new incidents reported. Before I, I read you this article from CNA, let me just show you this. This came last week. I think it was a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, this was an attack on an SSPX chapel up in Michigan. The, um, I believe it was the governor up there. Was it the is it Michigan? The governor, St. Joseph's up there, Adrian? I think he's the uh, he's a candidate for governor. Candidate. I was going to say because don't they have they have the lady who who was potentially kidnapped? I don't know. Anyway, so they, it's in Michigan. St. Joseph's is the parish. It's an SSPX chapel, and they had the graffiti spray painted all over the place. Uh, six six six. They had the uh, you know um, they had an upside down cross put on there. So their their building was defaced. And this was already on Friday, so it started early. Uh, and then, of course, we saw the protests happening outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes. But here's the, the Catholic News Agency article printed on May 8th. It says, Catholics across the U.S. kept a wary vigil Sunday for pro-abortion activists to follow through on threat to disrupt masses on Mother's Day. While the weekend proved mostly peaceful, there were incidents of violence, vandalism, and aggression in some parts of the country. In Madison, Wisconsin, the headquarters of a pro-life organization, Wisconsin Family Action, was set ablaze in apparent arson attack, police said on Sunday. No one was hurt, thanks be to God. Graffiti was left outside the building, said, quote, if abortions aren't safe, you aren't either. Boy, again, violence. Violence is the order of the day, I suppose. In Denton, Texas, my old stomping grounds, a pro-life pregnancy center called Loretto House was defaced with graffiti that read, quote, not a clinic and forced pregnancy is murder, close quote. Exactly how is forced pregnancy murder? Hmm, I wonder. In a tweet, Bishop Michael Olson of Fort Worth said, please pray for the person who perpetuated this for their interior healing and moral conversion. Amen. We'll be praying for that, Bishop. In Los Angeles, the uh, 10 a.m. Sunday Mass at the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Angels was disrupted just before communion by female protesters dressed in huge hats and red hooded gowns. Parishioner Bradford Atkins, 35, of Los Angeles, told CNA. Atkins said the women were shouting and unfurled a large green banner, but were escorted away, allowing Mass to resume. Praise be to God. That's good. Uh, I'll play a little video for the live video streams just so you can see it. But uh, it doesn't look there was that many protesters. Was that four, five, maybe uh, protesters? It's hard to tell from the angle that I'm looking at. But there was a couple of persons in the red gown and the white hat there. And then uh, some men stood up and, and praise be to God, helped them out of the building. And that's exactly what we wanted to see. The article goes on to say, in New York City on Saturday, pro-abortion demonstrators rallied in front of the entrance of Old St. Patrick's Cathedral in Lower Manhattan. For safety reasons, police at the scene halted plans for a pro-life procession to a nearby Planned Parenthood abortion clinic. As happens at the church on the first Saturday of the month, protesters chanted, thank God for abortion. Oof, yikes. And I do actually have, for those that are watching us anyway, some a quick video here of these men standing on the steps. I believe there was a woman or two in that crowd, too, of Catholics standing there in front of these doors in order to protect their uh, cathedral against any that would do more than just shout in front of it. And unfortunately, there's a woman standing out front in a bathing suit, uh, very scantily dressed with uh, some sort of baby attached to her, and she's she's shouting and ripping the baby apart and throwing. It's just it's utter nonsense what we're seeing here in these videos. But, I mean, what exactly are you trying to, to prove and show? But these men stood there on the steps, praying the rosary, not engaging with them personally, 
but just stood there praying their rosary, not allowing anybody to come, not allowing them to deface their cathedral, not allowing them to break in and to do insanity. But if you watch these videos, it becomes a common theme that these people literally have no common sense. And it makes you wonder, are they possessed? Do, I mean, like, have they given themselves over? I mean, the shenanigans, I mean, it's just pretty grotesque. This woman is enacting an abortion in front of them on the streets of New York in front of St. Uh, Patrick's Cathedral. That's exactly what she's doing. It's literally, it, I mean, she's, she's practically without clothes on it. It's just, it's horrible. We have to pray for these people. Um, the article goes on to say, Catherine Jean Lopez, a columnist for Natural Review, reported from the scene that a woman dressed, and I'm, this is exactly what I was just describing, dressed in a white bathing suit that had baby dolls attached to it, danced in circles outside the church. Quote, God killed his kid. Why can't I kill mine? Close quote, she said. Quote, help me abort my babies. Close quote. That, to me, screams of desperation. This woman desperately needs someone to pray and fast and to do penance for her, to make acts of reparation for her soul. I wonder if there is anybody who is willing to do this. There ought to be millions of Catholics around the world willing to pray, to fast, and do acts of reparation for the complete conversion of this woman, because she is desperate for it. The article goes on to say, Lopez said the woman and other protesters taunted and heckled the church's pastor, Father Fidelis uh, Moshensky, a Franciscan friar of the Renewal. Quote, childish stuff, mostly making fun of the fact that his religious name is not his birth name. Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. His given name actually means Christ bearer, so that's not exactly an insult, Lopez reported. Most of their other insults involved accusing him of sexually abusing boys, insisting all Catholic priests do. You know, that's in, you know it's interesting, and in some ways I would say it's well-deserved because of the scandals in the church that have rocked us to no end over and over again, allowing these types of scandals to, to happen. I mean, just like men stand at the door to protect uh, the church from those uh, protesters, we must also protect our church interiorly from the wolves and the heretics and those that would abuse and use, as our Lord said today in the Gospel passage of John, right? I mean, this is also what we must do. Clean house. We must not allow, as St. Paul would say, not allow this within our midst. It's a corruption of the body, and we must do something about it. So, yes, we have deserved this insult. We've earned this by allowing this for so many decades now, allowing people into the seminary who have no business being in the seminary. And I'm sorry, but the real issue within the Catholic Church is not priests assaulting minors, it's priests assaulting young men. This is a homosexuality issue. That's the biggest issue of the day that needs to be addressed, which is part of the reason why so many bishops around the country, to include Archbishop Aquila, now sending a letter about the issues in Germany because they're openly embracing this level of insanity as the gospel passage says in St. Chrysostom and Augustine and the fathers of the church make clear. They make clear that when you avoid and you go around, you circumvent truth itself to look for some creative new thing, these are the wolves that must be protected against. Lopez and others at St. Patrick's eventually did, did pray outside the abortion clinic on Bleecker Street. 
The article goes on to say, quote, as always during these incidents, I'm overwhelmed by how angry and obviously hurt so many of the people who showed up this morning are. People for uh, pray for people who wake up in the morning want to protest people who pray for women and babies to not be pressured into abortion. Close quote, Lopez wrote, quote, abortion is health care. They chanted over and over, killing babies isn't health care. And the kind of demonic scenes I've witnessed again and again near and outside Planned Parenthood on Bleecker Street only serve as confirmation of the wreckage abortion is responsible for, close quote. The call to protest the Catholic churches came in reaction to last week's leaked draft opinion suggesting a conservative majority on the Supreme Court may be poised to overturn the landmark abortion ruling Roe v. Wade. Earlier this week, a pro-abortion group, Ruth Sentis, called on social media for activists to, quote, stand at or in a local Catholic church on Sunday, Mother's Day. The same group on Saturday vowed on Twitter to burn the Eucharist. The group also posted the addresses of the court's six conservative justices. Protests, protesters turned out Saturday night in front of the homes of Chief Justice John Roberts, Jr. and Associated Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The most serious incident of the weekend appeared to be in Madison, Wisconsin. Police there said flames were seen coming from the office, offices of Wisconsin Family Action in the city's north side shortly after 6 a.m. on Sunday. The fire was quickly put out by the Madison Fire Department. A Molotov cocktail, which did not ignite, praise be to God, was thrown inside the building. It also appears a separate fire was started in response, a police report said arts investigators are working with fire department officials to determine the exact cause wfa president julianne appling told news three now said that uh, someone had thrown molotov cocktails into her office and had burned books quote we get veiled and not so veiled threats from time to time close quote appalling told in television station quote we've never had anything that materialized like this close quote and that's the cna article Pray. Pray for peace in our country. But right is right, and we do it in spite of the threats. More on that from Father Frank Pavone coming up after this break. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to the Men's March. 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now more headlines. The Washington Examiner reports, Brooklyn subway shooter indicted on federal terrorism charge. The Brooklyn subway shooter, Frank James, was indicted Saturday by a federal grand jury on charges of terrorism and discharging a firearm. James was arrested on April 13th after a 30-hour manhunt after 10 people were shot on a New York City subway. No one was killed, but a total of 29 people were injured during the April 12th attack. Breitbart reports radical abortion activists gather outside Supreme Court justices' homes. A group of radical pro-abortion activists gathered outside the homes of multiple U.S. Supreme Court justices on Saturday to protest the court's expected decision to repeal Roe v. Wade. Protesters have taken drastic measures like blocking church entrances and now showing up on the doorsteps of Supreme Court justices' homes. Protesters marched in front of Chief Justice John Roberts' home and reportedly chanted, Keep abortion safe and legal. Other chants included, Pro-life is a lie. You don't care if people die. The protesters also made it stop at Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home, which was reportedly orchestrated by one of Kavanaugh's neighbors. LifeSite reports India's Supreme Court, Justice, Supreme Court strikes down forced vaccination and orders vax injury data published. While allowing for other limitations on individual rights, India's highest court found that jab mandates infringe upon constitutionally protected bodily integrity and personal autonomy. The court also directed the government to make findings of adverse events after vaccination publicly accessible. However, elaborating on the ruling's open door for the restriction of other personal freedoms, a justice wrote that while people uh, who want to avoid vaccination can do so, if there is a likelihood of such individuals spreading the infection to other people or contributing to mutation of the virus or burdening the public health infrastructure, then the, governor, the government can impose certain limitations on individual rights that are reasonable and proportionate to the objects sought to be fulfilled. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, we appreciate that. Father Frank Provone is supposed to be joining us at any moment. When he does, we'll, we'll definitely get him on. I just wanted to, to take a moment, though, and thank everybody who entered into our Agard Watch giveaway. $300 gift certificate. We're giving it away today. And uh, I really appreciate it. We had a great response. Praise be to Jesus. So thank you for that. If you did get in, uh, you're going to have to stick around. The second half of the second hour of Catholic Drive Time is when we're going to give that away. It's going to be on our live video feed, which, again, you can either hang out live on our website or you can go to one of our you know social feeds like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey, LinkedIn. I cross-post to a bunch of other places. Everything's linked up on our website, by the way. grnonline.com forward slash cdt is a great way to get in on that. But uh, you can also just hang out right on our webpage and, and watch us live for the after show where we will pull a name out of the hat, coffee cup of divine providence, and give away a $300 gift watch from Agard Watches. Praise be to Jesus. Good morning to you, Father Frank Pavone, Na uh, National Director for Priests for Life. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good to be with you. Praise be to God. We're glad to see you here. Uh, thanks you, thank you for your time today. I was just talking to uh, the audience about uh, the update on all the violence over the weekend and the insanity, especially that which took place up in New York, out, out in front of uh, St. Uh, uh, Patrick's Cathedral up there. Utterly insane. It seems like the the hardcore pro aborts. I mean, you can make an argument that, that they may be possessed. It seems that bad. What say you, Father Frank Pavone? You know, over the years, we have always, uh, in investigating the abortion industry and talking with former abortionists whom we've helped uh, come to healing 
in doing some um, undercover work among the activists in, in the pro-abortion movement. We've always seen this deep hatred for the church. And, of course, they haven't been uh, unwilling to, to, to make that very explicit and public. What we have here is a conflict on so many different levels, not only between two different um, political uh, platforms, not only between two different uh, philosophies, we really have in the abortion debate the true church against the false church. Now, now think of it for a moment. Okay, so they're upset, and we can understand this, that it looks like the Supreme Court's about to do away with Roe v. Wade. But why wouldn't they go then to their state capitals and start putting pressure on their lawmakers? Because if Justice Alito's leaked opinion stands those legislators are still able to keep abortion legal just like these people want. But no, they don't go to the lawmakers. They go to the churches. The churches don't write the laws. Why are they going to the churches? Because when we attack abortion and when we attack Roe v. Wade, it's like we're attacking their sacrament, their dogma. We close the abortion clinics. We're closing their churches. Mm. So they response to us, as misplaced in many ways as it is, really shows the kind of, 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 of conflict that we're engaged in. You know, Father, that makes me think, I was just commenting about this the other day, is that the fact that I have been very saddened to see very, very few prelates, uh, priests, bishops, and others in the church be, uh, take a strong stance about this and actually mm. encourage the defense of our churches and to condemn these actions from these uh, radicals. But also, the other thing I've seen often, uh, especially on Twitter, is a lack of care for the victims of these uh, these pro-abortion people. They're saying, oh, these poor people, look how horrible they are. And instead of saying, recognizing that God is being offended, Our Lady is being offended, and the Eucharist is being attacked, and the babies are being murdered. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, of course, that's at the core of our ministry of priests for life is helping the priests, the deacons, the bishops, the clergy of all denominations to take a strong stand on this. You know, I was privileged to know Dr. Bernard Nathanson, one of the architects of the abortion movement, the abortion industry. And uh, of course, he became pro-life. Cardinal O'Connor baptized him in St. Patrick's Cathedral, and he became a, a, a great Catholic pro-life advocate and a bioethicist. And Dr. Nathanson uh, always uh, uh, told us, and he wrote about this publicly, how uh, if the clergy had been, in the words he used were united, purposeful, and strong, had the clergy been that way when he and his friends were launching the abortion industry, they would have never gotten away with it. And that's why he, he loved our ministry so much and supported Priests for Life. Because he says, look, we've got to get the priests encouraged and strengthened. And everyone listening has a role in that. I mean, we as priests, we do it on a peer-to-peer -peer level. But priests need support from all of the laity. They hear them say something about abortion. Go out of your way to encourage them, thank them, give them some of the good resources that are out there from us and so many other pro-life groups. Uh, and, of course, they need encouragement from their bishops. And here i, I got to be very honest. A lot of times, you know, we get memos and pa pastors get memos from their diocese 
basically telling them to keep quiet and not get anybody angry. It's like, wait a minute, we follow a man who was crucified. We follow a God who got so much opposition that they nailed him to a cross. How are we to expect, in fact, Scripture says this, doesn't it? You know, no, no, no servant is greater than his master. How do we expect to be treated better than Jesus was? Father, you know, going back to uh, something you mentioned just a minute ago, you know, in, in, your, in your experience as a priest, you know, you've, you've been the head of the Priest for Life for quite a while now, you've experienced a lot of people convert and, and change from their positions on abortion. Um, it's hard for me to see the, the, the amount of hatred, the, the really disgusting, appalling behavior that, that we see today by pro-abortion people, um, and, and it's hard for me to, to relate and sympathize to them, but how would you say, uh, in your experience with these people who have converted, what brought them over, and uh, what can we do to help them to, to change their mind? There have been some some dramatic conversions and and some so many beautiful conversions that I've been witness to and have been part of, uh, whether it's people who are advocating for abortion, actually doing abortions, uh, even the Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade, as you know, you know, I received her into the Catholic Church myself. Um, you know, here's part of what's going on. There's a lot of pain out there. Now, we don't excuse anything that any of these 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 uh, radicals do, including this past weekend uh, or any time. Um, but but think about here what what is is often going on. And our pastoral associates, uh, Dr. Teresa Burke and Kevin Burke, who founded Rachel's Vineyard, the largest ministry in the world for healing the wounds of abortion, explain it this way: If you have either had an abortion or been involved in abortion, and of course we don't know which of these people have or haven't been, likely many of them have, um, but even if you've cooperated or, or, or advocated in any way for abortion, just from our basic human nature, you feel a lot of sadness and guilt and pain from that, because everybody knows this kills a baby. Okay, well, what do you do with that, uh, with that pain? You know, you're angry at yourself at the deepest level. You're angry at yourself, but what do you do with that? Well, these people can't direct the anger at themselves because of, and that would be too much to bear. And then they would have to stop doing what they're doing. So instead, they displace the anger. They've got to have somebody to lash out at. It's coming from their own anger at themselves. So what do they do? They, they create a bad guy. And this, in fact, is what Nathanson himself did. He says, let's make, let's make the Catholic Church the bad guy here, and uh, make up statistics and pretend that Catholics are in favor of abortion and, 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 uh, and, and say that the, it's the clergy and the hierarchy who are the enemy. So let's uh, look at these people as, okay, they're lashing out because uh, out of that deep pain of abortion. So one of the ways that we lead them along the path, and one of the ways that many of these people have converted, is when they know that we know mm. they're uh, let me say that again. They have to know that we know their pain. And when we can express that compassionately, they know that it was open. Hold that thought. Father Frank Pavone, National Director for Priests for Life, is our guest. We're talking about the fallout from this leak coming out of SCOTUS and what that will mean. More on this on the other side of this very quick break. Don't go anywhere. Kind of drive time. We'll be right back. Share us with a friend. 
Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be out with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Father Frank Pavone is our guest. He is the National Director for Priests for Life. And we're talking about the fallout from the leak coming out of SCOTUS last week on the Roe v. Wade decision. Good morning to you, Father Pavone. Hello. I am, am post-abortive. Post I, I took a woman to get an abortion back in 1994, and I had to live with that for so many years until I finally made that confession, and, and that began a, a journey of healing, praise be to God. And I think uh, I related to so much of what you said before the break about how people are at war internally and they can't really, they, they don't have the language or the means by which to really understand why that war is raging and what it all means. And mm. from that perspective, I sort of feel sorry for most of these people. You know, I kind of, my heart yes. breaks for them. Um, but in, nonetheless, we must do what is right. So let's talk about the pressures to feel too sorry for them in some ways. Like, uh, yeah. because yeah. I'm so emotionally sorry for them, then I guess I will just, you know you know, not decide to do the right thing. The, do you think the Supreme Court may be pressured now to reverse course these justices with protesters out in front of their house threatening their families? Will they reverse course because of that? No, I, I, I don't think so. I, I actually have the privilege of uh, uh, knowing uh, uh, some of them uh, from pretty frequent uh, encounters, uh, many of these Supreme Court justices. They're solid. Uh, they, you know, especially when you look at the decision, you look at Justice Alito's leaked opinion, and um, you're talking about something so fundamental here to the Constitution, not to mention morality, but essentially, of course, they're arguing Constitution and history, uh, that, you know, there could be plenty of decisions that the court makes that are, you know, de debatable. This one is so clear that uh, and, and these justices all recognize uh, the pressures. First of all, remember, we don't know what kind of pressures they have been under over the past year. It was almost a year ago now that they announced they were taking this case. And um, I'm sure 
that behind the scenes, the kind of threats, the kind of intimidation uh, that have now uh, become so much in the spotlight have been going on for this entire year. Uh, and the latest we're hearing from uh, uh, people close to the court is that the majority is holding in favor of reversing Roe v. Wade. We Praise be to God. Apparently we have five. Uh, so no, I think they're gonna they're gonna hold firm. What this is going to do, though, is uh, is 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 lead to a lot of discussion now about what do we do going forward because the leak of this uh, really harms the court and its its uh, its way of, of functioning. And something has got to be done to restore confidence among the people uh, in the legitimacy uh, and the proper functioning of the court. Do you think we'll ever know who the leaker is? I think so. You know, there's 45 people uh, who would have had access to this document that was leaked. The nine justices themselves, of course, and four clerks for each uh, justice. Uh, this, the chief justice launched an investigation right away uh, through the court's internal system. I think the person will be will be identified and uh, certainly should uh, pay a heavy price. I was watching some, I think it was uh, last night, I watched uh, an NPR person say, oh, the, the primary uh, theory is it was a conservative clerk that, uh, that leaked this document. Do you think that's true? Do you think it was the conservative mm -hmm. side or do you think it was the liberal side? Uh, do you have any speculation on that? I, I don't see how a conservative doing it would, would help us. Uh, it, it, certainly it would make sense that somebody... Uh, on the inside, on the on the uh, the left wing side of the court, uh, was getting desperate and uh, saw things were not going their way. I mean, if they were able to persuade uh, enough justices to to preserve Roe v. Wade through the usual internal workings of the court, well, then then they would have accomplished their goal. But if that weren't working, and if things were really going the wrong way, I could see someone out of desperation saying, "Well, let's let's blow the whole thing up here. Let's let's." Let's get this out there, get people all riled up, and maybe the public pressure will do what the internal uh, reasonings and meetings were not able to do. That makes more sense to me. Okay, so why would they, at this point, with protesters out in front of their house and the threat of violence across the country, especially the Catholic churches, I would argue, uh, why wouldn't they just release their decision sooner? Why wait till, till June to release this? Why not just do it now? Yes, uh, this is an important question. Remember, June has never been a, uh, a promise from the court. In other words, that, that it would come out at the end of June was sort of like an outer marker. We were never privy to any information about timelines. In fact, I've always been of the opinion that it would come out sooner than that only because the oral arguments were much sooner than many of the abortion cases that did come out in June in the past, but they were argued in March. This one was argued December 1st. Uh, now, as far as whether they should accelerate the timetable, there are strong arguments uh, for that. But I think the most important thing is that the court do its job, finish its work, whatever still needs to be done. Remember, when these, an opinion like that from Alito, which was absolutely, <laughs> since I got to emphasize again, such a fantastic document, I want to encourage people to read it, as a matter of fact, because even if it gets edited, uh, it still contains the, the key arguments. And we have a special site, supremecourtvictory.com, where people can get it, that and all the info. But but the uh, what happens once that comes out, the justices read it, uh, they they propose edits to it. Oh, I want to add one paragraph. I want to you know change this other one. And then the the ones who are in agreement 
can write concurring opinions where they say, I agree with the judgment, uh, but I want to add a few additional arguments. Let me write my own opinion to go along with this majority opinion. And then, of course, the dissenters have to write their opinions and their concurring opinions. So we don't know where they are in that whole process. But I assume, being that this draft is dated February, and being that they're already issuing decisions on a lot of the cases they heard in November, I assume they're pretty close to finishing, and I hope it comes out very soon. Again, as you say, to settle this uh, this public uh, pressure uh, campaign. You know, Father, a couple things. One is, do you think that the Supreme Court justices are safe right now? Because you know, I've seen people throw Molotov cocktails into buildings. It makes me very scared for the uh, Supreme Court justices that may be under attack right now physically, and if they are killed, for instance, then they would no longer be able to vote on this issue. Yeah, you know, I, I think, like I said, there's always been some danger, and there's always danger around the abortion issue. There's always also been security. I think, in fact, I know the security now, you know, has been ramped up. Uh, I think that the... Um, uh, you know, the security that the court employs and the added security are quite capable of protecting them and their families. It's it's um, sad that we have to be in a situation like this. But uh, I certainly I think that the, uh, the right kind of precautions mm -hmm. are 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 taking place for uh, for them to uh, to be safe. Uh, but again, I would urge people to think about that. Think about it this way. You know, the pro-abortion forces are always saying to us, Oh, we're in the majority. Roe is settled law. Most Americans don't want to overturn Roe. Uh, most voters are on our side. We've got this in the bag, and we've had it this way for 50 years. Well, listen, if they believe their own rhetoric, why are they behaving so crazy? Mm -hmm. Relax. If you think that all the people are with you, hey, go to your legislators. Tell them you want to pass laws like New Jersey recently passed, Colorado. Oh, abortion right up until birth, no restrictions. You think most people agree with you? Well, then make your case and pass the laws. Why are you acting like lunatics? The fact that they're acting this way, putting the justices in danger, disrupting churches, just going crazy, shows that they really don't believe their own rhetoric. They believe we're winning. And as a matter of fact, that happens to be true. And what about, do you think there's going to be an increase in violence after the decision is made because we're already seeing violence now i can't imagine what we what predictions you may have about what may happen when the decision is actually brought down well the radical left is violent and the and the abortion uh industry and the radical left are 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 joined together uh so yes there'll be riots uh, i have no doubt uh but these people have always behaved this way and uh, America has seen this, you know, with cities burning down a couple of summers ago. And, you know, those on the left, you can't seem to tell the difference between a violent riot and a peaceful protest. They say, oh, you know, the protests are peaceful and so forth. We have to call on the Democrat Party, actually, to, to call this out because these are their allies. Uh, you know, we need to hear... I, I mean, I haven't heard enough uh, uh, from from uh, Biden, you know, from the White House, from the from the Speaker of the House and Congress. Where where is their 
unqualified. I mean, we do the same thing. Anytime somebody on our side does something that is uh, that is violent, we speak out in a united, strong, clear voice. Uh, where's the other side's condemnation of this kind of behavior and uh, their uh, their appeal to the people on their own side to use the process that our American system of government gives us to work out these heated uh, uh, disputes and disagreements? in a lawful, peaceful way. We have the mechanism to do that. Here's another thing I, I was saying on social media, um, uh, and I hope, by, by the way, everyone follows me on the social media platforms. FR Frank Pavone is my handle. Uh, I was saying this. I said, look, you know, why, why do, do these people uh, uh, behave this way? Because the Supreme Court short-circuited the process of peaceful, legal, painstaking, democratic, lawmaking procedures that our Constitution provides. They short-circuited it by plucking abortion out of that process, giving it a special constitutional status 50 years ago, and saying to the lawmakers, sorry, but you can't do anything to protect these unborn babies. Now, if, if they had not done that and let the legislative process work itself out, these people on the on the uh, pro-abortion side could have engaged with us in that process, and I don't think you would have had the same kind of reaction. But being they, they just got abortion handed to them on a silver platter. They didn't have to persuade the people. They didn't have to persuade the lawmakers. They didn't have to persuade the voters. They just hid behind the robes of the justices. Now when they see that slipping out of their hands, they take temper tantrum like a, like a, like a spoiled child because they have been spoiled. See, that's the point. They haven't had a work to get the position put into law. We are out of time. Father Frank Pavone has been our guest. Priestforlife.org is his website. Check him out there. You can also follow him on all his social platforms through the links there, priestforlife.org. Father Frank Pavone, thank you for your time. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. God bless you all. That's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Join us in the second hour if you can. Hang out with us online, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. We're giving away that Agard Watch gift certificate. Until then. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. It's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. 
We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. It's Catholic, and it's radio, and you're listening to it right here on KSHJ, Houston, Texas, 1430 AM, your Catholic radio station. Thanks for listening, and God bless you. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Monday, May the 9th. 2022 and uh today's the day this hour in fact it all happens so i hope you're ready praise be to god but coming up in this hour of catholic drive time specifically the second half of this hour after we've gone off of the radio but we stay live on social uh we're going to be live video feed to facebook youtube twitter odyssey rumble and I cross post to MeWe, to uh, Parler, to Gab, uh, even on Truth Social now, by the way. We're posting there too. SP3RN. Have you even heard of SP3RN? Well, we're there. And uh, all the links are on our website. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. <laughs> Carrier dove pigeon. Uh, is, that's like two different birds. They're not the same. Well, they're kind of the same pigeon and dove, yeah. aren't they? I don't know. They're kind they of look the same. the same to me. Like different uh, ones <laughs> from different part of the neighborhood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, we're giving away three hundred dollars uh, worth of Agard watches today at uh, in the second half of the hour. Yeah, which is the point. Not pigeons or doves. Wrist candy. You could get one or two. I suggest you get two, one for each wrist. <laughs> get a his and a hers. <laughs> That's what I suggest. Mm. This way, I mean, if you want to be nice. Yeah. This way, your spouse doesn't feel excluded or something i guess or your friend or whatever it's nice to do things for your spouse i suppose yeah speaking of which adrian fonseca is here on the ones and twos good morning adrian howdy howdy praise be to god it's good to be here are you gonna get your spouse a watch if you, win? you know what i'm gonna buy my spouse the mm-hmm. greatest watch ever really? i'm gonna spend all of my money on my spouse's watch right now right now right now wow i just did it that's interesting yeah, I just uh, got her. Got her. You got her great. an Omega Constellation. No, actually, it was a. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm, it, I got her Submariner. Actually, pan? you got her a Submariner. Uh huh. Submariner. Totally. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, Rolex was like the king of the hill. What's Rolex? 
It's like, is the, are they still around? Yeah, of course, of course. But you know, I you just know found out. Huge Swiss watches. Swiss oh, watches. Like, what is it? Like all uh, the richest kids in school had the Swiss watch, and the Reeboks. Not me. Interesting. <laughs> I couldn't even afford a Casio. <laughs> but Joe, I can confirm yeah. that there is literally no difference between a dove and a pigeon. They are just color. <laughs> They're just the color. only thing. That One's from the city. That sounds racist. <laughs> literally, one's from the, the only difference. <laughs> So there you go, folks. There's I, I no scientific this. difference. Uh, doves are incredibly safe when in front of me and my shotgun because I can't seem to hit them to save my life. This is true. He hit. Have you ever the seen a dove cry? A, no. a, a How do we get into these rabbit holes? Let's focus, gentlemen. Focus. <laughs> We're trying to give away some watches oh, today. Yeah. That's coming up in the second half of this hour. But before we get to that point, we still have good news, uh, Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, plus our game show, Fear and Trembling, and a brand new prize sponsor this week, Rudy. Yeah, really awesome prize sponsor and uh i think it's going to get you on track that's all i'll say for now get you on track all right get you on track uh alberto our friend from the uk who hangs out with us every day says uh swatch watch i guess that was the famous watch Uh, back in the day swatch watch i had this nice swatch watch which uh had the rich people all the stuff exposed you could see the gears and stuff oh yeah but it was the loudest watch i've ever owned (laughs) it would throw me off i couldn't stop thinking about it because i could hear it in my skull and i was like i gotta give this away somewhere i can't do it skull that seems extreme okay praise be to god well there you go uh, all right, I haven't worn a watch in poof, forever. Twenty years, maybe it's been since I've really. That worn sounds a like watch. five ever, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> five, five ever. All right, we're gonna jump in. By the way, we just wrapped up a great conversation with Father Frank Pavone of the Priest for Life on the uh, Scotus leak. Roe v. Wade fallout over the weekend, and we also caught everybody up on the latest of uh, protests and. And attacks on churches because they threaten. Now they're threatening to burn the Holy Eucharist. You can catch the podcast of our show on our website as well as uh, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Make sure to leave a review for us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. Helps us reach a whole new audience. But let's jump in. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And here's a story of the thrill of the hunt. Daily Wire reports rare find. Woman picked up 2,000-year-old Roman artifact for $35 at a thrift store. A 2,000-year-old Roman artifact that a Texas woman purchased at a thrift store for only $35 will be sent back to Germany after an investigation into its origins. Back in 2018, Laura Young went to an Austin, Texas Goodwill store and picked up a bust of a Roman that cost $34.99. Little did she know, it was an ancient artifact that historians believe Allied soldiers took in Germany during World War II. I got it outside in the light, Young said, reflecting on when she first purchased the statue. He had chips on the base, he had some clear repairs. He looks old, I've been to museums, I've seen Roman portrait heads before. She said that the statue was pretty dirty when she found it and had a worker carry the 52-pound bust to her car. According to historians and researchers, the bust is probably the Roman general Drusus Germanicus, or Pompey the Great's son, and was kept in the villa of a Bavarian king. One theory is that during the fighting of 
Aschaffenburg, Aschaffenburg, Germany, near the end of the war, it was taken to a, from a museum where it was kept. It will be returned to Bavaria, where it will go on display at a museum after negotiations over ownership of the head. However, for the next year, the bus will be be the bust will be able to be seen at the San Antonio Museum, art museum that is. While the investigation into the true nature of the marble bust was ongoing, Young kept the bust in her living room across from the TV. It was on a small credenza close to the entryway of her home facing the TV so you could see his reflection while you were watching TV. Every time you walk into the kitchen, you would pass the head. Every time you walk into the house, he greets you. He's there. He was a constant presence. She nicknamed the bus Dennis after a character from a TV sitcom. It hurt a little bit. It was bittersweet, like, it's nice that he's that there's a resolution to it and that it's working out for the best, she said. It'll be home. It'll be uh, bittersweet to see him in the museum, but it needs to go home. He wasn't supposed to be here. Questions still exist about how the bus ended up at a Texas Goodwill, but the going theory is that an American soldier took it with him coming back from Europe, though it might have been difficult to take such a large object back discreetly. This isn't the first time that Young has picked up something valuable from the thrift store. She previously picked up a Chinese painting worth $63,000 for barely anything. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Thomas Pickering. Born in Westmoreland, England, he entered the English Benedictine Monastery of St. Gregory of Douai and took vows as a lay brother in 1660. In 1665, he was sent to London to be a steward for the Benedictine monks who served the chapel of Catherine of Berenganza, the Catholic wife of King Charles II. There, he became known personally to the Queen and Charles II. And when in 1675, urged by the Parliament, Charles issued a proclamation ordering that the Benedictines leave England within a fixed time. Pickering was allowed to remain probably on the grounds that he was not a priest. And in 1678, Titus Oates made false claims of a Catholic plot against the King's life. And Pickering was accused of being part of this conspiracy, which is popularly known as the Popish Plot. At his trial on the 17th of December, 1678, no evidence of treason against Pickering except Oates' mere word was produced. And Pickering's housekeeper, the formidable Ellen Rigby, later testified that Oates had only seen Pickering once in his life. When he had been begging for alms at the Benedictine's London house in the summer of 1678, she also testified that he had a personal grudge against Pickering, who, despite his habitual charity and good temper, told her, quote, never to let that man come in again, end quote. Pickering's innocence was so obvious that the queen publicly announced her belief in him, saying that she could not accept that he was a risk to the royal family, saying, quote, I should have more fear to be alone in my chamber with a mouse, end quote. Nonetheless, the jury, under heavy pressure from Sir William Scroggs, the Lord Chief Justice, who was convinced believer in the Popish plot, found him guilty, and with William Ireland and John Grove, he was condemned to be hanged, drawn, and quartered. The king, who himself had Catholic leanings, was torn between his reluctance to execute three men whom he knew to be innocent, and his fear of the popular clamor. As the public loudly demanded the death of Oates' victims, Twice within a month, the three prisoners were ordered to prepare for execution, but then were reprieved. 
At length, Charles, although only with great reluctance, ordered the execution of Ireland and Grove, hoping that this would satisfy public opinion and save Pingering from his fate. However, on the 26th of April, 1679, the House of Commons petitioned for Pinkering's execution. Charles yielded on the 9th of May, 1679. Pinkering was hanged, drawn, and quartered at Tyburn with Ambrose McFall and George Turpists and with Benedict and the Benedictine George Graves. He was one of the 107 martyrs beatified by Pope Pius XI on the 15th of December, 1929. And in character, he was described as the most charitable and sweet-tempered of men. Blessed Thomas Pickering, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Jesus said, Amen, Amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him, because they do not recognize the voice of strangers." Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Augustine would say, quote, Let the pagans then, the Jews, the heretics say, We lead a good life. If they enter not by the door, what availeth it? A good life only profiteth as leading to life eternal. Indeed, those cannot be said to lead a good life who are either blindly ignorant of or willfully despise the end of good living. No one can hope for eternal life who knows not Christ, who is the life, and by that door enters into the fold. Close quote, St. Augustine. Pray for us. Adrian, what did you find? Speaking of St. Augustine, Cornelius Lapre, quoting St. Augustine, says, Lowly is the door, even Christ. He who enters by this door must needs be humble, in order that he may be able to enter without hurting his head by striking it against the lintel. But he who humbleth not himself, but wishes to climb up by the wall, is exalted only that he may fall. Now, this is interesting because in the Holy Land, there's actually the entrance to the Church of the Nativity is tiny. It's a very small door. You have to, if you're as tall as I am, which I'm not incredibly tall, I'm five foot ten, you can, you have to get down and bend your body over and then scooch your body through that small door to enter into the church. You know, this was done for, not for uh, this reason, and it became incidental, but they call it the humility door because 
it causes you to stoop yourself down low. But it was actually instituted and brought and made this way because the Mohammedans would ride into the church on horses and slaughter the Christians in the churches. And so they made the door smaller so they could not do that. And they started, this became the humility door entering into the church of the nativity. It's very interesting, this idea. But the other idea is that when you try to climb the wall, to scale the wall, that you would instead fall. Now, this is important to think about today because it is by humility that we enter into the kingdom of God, that we see the face of Christ. But it is by pride, by folly, that we fall. And so, it was, let us abandon our pride today. Let us pray the litany of humility today. Look up the litany of humility. And let's pray that every day of our lives so that way we may have the humility to see the face of God and not have the pride that cometh before the fall. Amen. Praise be to God. I just got word from our uh, our guy up in D.C., Joe Schuler. Praise be to God, uh, running that station up there. Said they had a wonderful Fishers of Men dinner and uh, Father uh, Bill Casey gave a great talk. Monsignor Pope, Charles Pope was there, and a powerful presentation on, on being faithful in the church in our world today, fighting the culture to win souls for Christ. So congratulations to everybody who brought a great dinner for our WMET listeners. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to play our game Fear and Trembling, and prizes are at stake. You could win. It's possible. Your three chances are coming up right on the other side of this quick break, but you do need to make a phone call. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open. You can call right now at 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now. Peter Andrew is coming up next. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to Apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes, and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show with secrets and agendas. But I need a phone call, so I need you to pick up that phone and call, especially if you've never called before. Play the game with us today. It's a lot of fun, I promise you. 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. If it's been at least a month, you may try again at 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now. 877-757-9424. But there are several things we like to do secretly, but we just don't want to tell anybody. So you got to keep it between us. Number one, we like to teach the faith. We have teachable moments in the questions here. So we pick them out, and you might learn something you didn't know before. Praise be to God, that's a winner. And then, of course, we like to have a laugh, and that's always fun when we laugh. And our callers are amazing, so we appreciate that most. And then, of course, we give out prizes which makes it a winner for everybody involved. But if you're new, let me explain. I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but uh, we do not ask the caller the questions. So they don't even need to know the correct answers, and they could still win, because instead of asking them, I will ask Adrian, I will ask Rudy, one of which will be correct, the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what can they win? Praise be to God. Our sponsor this week is Rose Custom Planners. Now, we've all been there before, right? You look to your left, you look to your right, you look down, and what do you see there? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the best recipe your wife has made in really? weeks. Whoa. And you say to yourself, this is definitely a make again. But then what happens? You both forget and the recipe completely, you know, goes out the window and it's casseroles all over again. Okay? Don't let that happen to you. I like casseroles. What? What? Go to Rose Custom Planners and get yourself a custom recipe book. Heck, get yourself a planner while you're at it Mm -hmm. and use the Mm -hmm. promo code CATHOLICDRIVETIME to get 20% off too. They're generously sponsoring our game show this week with a planner bundle. And they take custom orders, so that might be something that's interesting to you. Check them out. Interesting. All right. Praise be to God. We appreciate all of our incredible sponsors who make it possible for us to give stuff away on the show. RoseCustomPlanners.com. That's correct. God love you. God love you for that. All right. Let's go to the phones. Praise be to Jesus. Juan, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm on my drive home. You're driving home, so you were up all night. Yeah, I just got off work. So. Oh, well, praise I've be to God. I've been listening to you guys, but I couldn't get the right number. Finally, <laughs> I got the right number. <laughs> Driving home from work. Uh, how long have you been working third shift, Juan? Uh, January. Oof. Have you gotten used to it yet? Kind of, kind of. I just got to discipline my, my sleep, but sometimes I have appointments. Yeah, it's hard. I did uh, I did third shift for a while. Taint, taint easy, Juan. Now, where are you calling from? Uh, 
here. I'm on my way home. I'm on my, I'm on road. I'm coming from Houston. Houston, Texas. Praise be hey, to God. Thanks. Glad to have you on the on the phone, Juan. It's been a while, and I think if you you go to St. Luke's, right? I think I'm pretty sure you go to St. Luke's. Yeah, yeah. All I right. I'm in Fairland, actually. Uh, right at the border. It's one of those borderline houses. Sure. All right, Juan. You played before, I believe. It's been a long time, but are you ready to play again? Yes, sir. Let's do this. We will start with Rudy as our custom, our our tradition, our patrimony. As the great council once said. It's true. Uh, the council of Rudy. Council of Rudy. Yep. Team Rudy. It happened in Burbank, California. No tie today. No tie. Oof, I'm, that, that, Calling me out, Joe. Smacks of lack of confidence, Oof. I would say. Uh, casual Monday? <laughs> casual Monday. <laughs> casual Monday. Good morning, Rudy. Are you ready, sir? Good morning, Joe. I am ready. Are you sure? I'm so ready. Are you sure? I think this is my vocation. <sighs> this and casseroles, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> All right, Rudy, let's do this. Uh, easy question. Okay. Is temperance one of the four cardinal virtues? Cardinal virtues? No. I mean, what does hardened glass have to do with virtues? <laughs> Or metal. Or metal. Tempered metal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So optional. So your answer is no. You're trying to be tricky, Joe. Am no, I? Obviously I'm not. I'm on the side of the caller. Uh, I, I by default, I can't be tricky. Uh, okay. So they say. So your answer is no. No, my answer is no. Let's get a second opinion, Juan. Let's see what Adrian says. Adrian, good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God. Easy question for you today. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Is huh. is temperance one of the four cardinal virtues? Is t- wait, cardinal the bird? Could be. Uh, oh, <laughs> or no, a prince no, of the oh, church, no. maybe. Oh, okay, cardinal meaning like the the chief ones. Okay, okay, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, that would be. I was, that was my next guess. Yeah, I'm gonna go with yes. It okay. is. There'll be prudence, temperance, mm-hmm. justice, mm-hmm. and yeah. fortitude. So okay. temperance is one of those. All right, so Juan, you got choices. Is temperance a cardinal virtue, as uh, Adrian seems to think it is? Or is it not, as Rudy says, 15 seconds on the clock, who is right, who is wrong? Juan, what say you? That's a hard no. Uh, so, Adrian or Rudy, for clarity's sake? Go with Adrian. No, for Rudy. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Curveball to the low right corner. Swing and a miss. I'm sorry, Juan. Uh, you, you know, I know the Astros are you're probably your favorites, but you can't, you can't play like those guys sometimes. Uh, Adrian, in fact, is correct. It is, uh, it is one of the cardinal virtues. The chief virtues, uh, temperance, is there. So there you go. We learned something, but don't fear. This next is like the easiest of today. Pretty sure. I think we can get you in this cup. Yes, praise be to God is right. Let's go back to Adrian. Adrian, Uh-oh. you should know this. I should? If you don't, I'm calling your mom. Uh-oh. Which month is considered the month of the holy name? Which month is considered the month of the holy name? Yeah, that would be this month, the month of May. Uh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, nothing. I, I, did I say something? Uh, no. I'm just, I'm just acknowledging your answer. This month was... Huh. Hmm. This month is the month of the holy name, you say? Yeah, May. May. 
May is the month okay. of the holy name. Flows right off the tongue. Oh, flows, yes, it does. Flows somewhere. Hey, Rudy, mm. can you tell me which month is considered the month of the holy name? Well, at Mass yesterday, they said May mm -hmm. is the month of Mary. So mm -hmm. I'm going to take their word for it. But I'm going to say January. And if you don't have a holy name society, talk to your priest about establishing one to, okay. to okay. You know, correct okay. all of those blasphemies that happen to uh, Got it. fall upon the holy All right. Name. So, Juan, which month is considered the holy month of the holy name? Is it January, as Rudy says, or is it May, as Adrian says? Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Juan, what say you? Yeah, I'll go with Adrian again. I mean, with Adrian this time. Go with Rudy. Go with, go with Rudy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, Juan, I feel like I'm letting you down here, my friend. So I, it's the month oh, of May. I put all the blame on Joe. You should. But the month of May is the month of Our Lady. Uh, June is going to be the Sacred Heart, praise be to God. But January is the month of the Holy Name. So there's that. Oh, well, I had my fingers crossed. I know. It's 50-50 shot. But, okay, we're definitely getting you in on this one. All right, this is the one. And Who knows? Let's see how this goes. We're going to go back to uh, back to Rudy for this one. Rudy, <laughs> can you tell me? Mm -hmm. What is the seventh commandment of God? You know, those people out in San Francisco, they ought to they pay attention to this one. It's thou shalt not steal. Okay. Hey, now. Don't steal. Pretty straightforward. Don't do it. Do not steal. Don't do it. Don't like. Can we steal a little bit? Maybe in baseball. <laughs> I got it. Okay. I like the metaphor continuing on there. So you're saying the seventh commandment is thou shalt not steal. That's right. Seems reasonable. Let's go with uh, let's go with Adrian, see what he says. Adrian, can you tell me what is the seventh commandment of God? Oh yes. That would be thou shalt only take exactly what you really, really want. Is that like a dynamic equivalent? <laughs> uh it's the good the, news translation. The, oh, I was going to say the NAB. No, no, no. The good You're news translation. You're saying that's it's, it's one of my favorite what, Bible what, translations. What, what is it? One more time. Thou shalt only take what you really, really want. It's like one Hebrew word for 87 it's like English like whenever words. it says amen, amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so Juan, you got choices. Uh, Adrian says the seventh commandment is you should only take what you really, really, really want versus Rudy says thou shalt not steal. 15 seconds on the clock. Who was right? Who was wrong? Juan, say, what say you? Hey, thou shalt not steal. Survey says yes! You got it! Juan, congratulations. You're in. Praise be to God. You can win. Well done, sir. God bless you, Juan. Thanks for playing our game. We're going to put you on hold because we're running out of time, but uh, thanks for playing our game. Hey, guys, tune in for the after show. We're going to give away a $300 gift certificate to Eggard Watches. We're going to draw a name out and give it away. That's coming up on the live social feed. See that. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Monday of the fourth week of Easter. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy, whose trust ever childlike no cares can destroy, be there at our waking and give us, we pray. Your bliss in our hearts, Lord, at the break of the day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty, Almighty God, God and, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, perfect light of the blessed, by whose gift we celebrate the Paschal mysteries on earth, bring us, we pray, to rejoice in the full measure of your grace for ages unending. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The apostles and the brothers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles too had accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers confronted him, saying, You entered the house of uncircumcised people and ate with them. Peter began and explained it to them step by step, saying, I was at prayer in the city of Joppa, when in a trance I had a vision, something resembling a large sheet coming down, lowered from the sky by its four corners, and it came to me. Looking intently into it, I observed and saw the four-legged animals of the earth, the wild beasts, the reptiles, and the birds of the sky. I also heard a voice say to me, Get up, Peter, 
slaughter and eat. But I said, Certainly not, sir, because nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time a voice from heaven answered, What God has made clean you are not to call profane. This happened three times, and then everything was drawn up again into the sky. Just then, three men appeared at the house where we were, who had been sent to me from Caesarea. The Spirit told me to accompany them without discriminating. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He related to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house, saying, Send someone to Joppa, and summon Simon, who is called Peter, who will speak words to you, by which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift he gave to us, when we came to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to be able to hinder God? When they heard this, they stopped objecting and glorified God, saying, God has then granted life-giving repentance to the Gentiles too. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A thirst is my soul for the living God. A thirst, a thirst is, is my soul for the, for the living, living God. God. As a hind longs for the running waters, so my soul longs for you, O God. A thirst is my soul for God, the living God. When shall I go and behold the face of God? A thirst thirst is is my soul for the living God. Send forth your light and your fidelity. They shall lead me on and bring me to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. A thirst is my soul for the living God. Then will I go in to the altar of God, the God of my gladness and joy. Then will I give you thanks upon the harp, O God, my God. A thirst is my soul for the living God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia. I am the good shepherd, says the Lord. I know my sheep and mine know me. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice as he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, 
because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, they did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to destroy, steal, and slaughter. I came so they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Today's Gospel, as we continue with the theme from the Good Shepherd, uh, from yesterday's Good Shepherd Sunday, we see Jesus speaking very plainly, plainly about the uniqueness of his voice and of his role as the unique mediator between heaven and earth, between God and us, which is, of course, emphasized in Jesus' words. Say he is the gate, and to enter into salvation, one must pass through the gate, which is Jesus Christ. When faced with these passages from sacred scripture and the beauty of them, we are reminded of two kind of exaggerated positions that take place in people's thoughts with respect to salvation. On the one hand, or the one extreme, you have the notion that there can be no salvation whatsoever outside of the visible church, which of course is an opinion which ought to be rejected and has been rejected by the church. Just to say that even if you are not a baptized practicing Catholic, it is still possible to be saved. It just means, though, that Jesus is still going to be the instrument of salvation, even for those who are saved outside of the visible church. However, far more prevalent in the world that we live in is to take away the uniqueness of the mediation between, of Jesus between God and man, to turn Jesus into one voice among many as opposed to the definitive voice of the Good Shepherd. In this case, people would almost have us believe that it really doesn't matter uh, what you believe or which road you're going on because ultimately they're all leading to the same place and how could God ever reject us because after all, it's us and aren't we wonderful in everything that we do. Suppose it could be a convenient sentiment but it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense in particular when one thinks of the price that Jesus paid in the incarnation and in particular going to the cross to die on our behalf. If it really doesn't matter what we do or what we believe or what we think, why would God have paid such a terrible price by coming to earth to die for our sins in order to open up the pathway to salvation and to restore us in communion with the Father? And so here too then we must recall that Jesus truly is the unique mediator between God and man. He is the only one who has the fullness of truth, who has the fullness of life within him, and therefore he is the one who definitively communicates to us what the fullness of truth is and what the fullness of life is. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we go forward today, let us pray earnestly that all peoples would come to recognize the voice of Jesus as being that of the definitive Good Shepherd that Jesus truly has the path to eternal life that he desires to share with us and offer to us. 
And let us ask God for the grace that we too would always be instruments of salvation to help lead other people to recognize Jesus Christ as the true shepherd and that his voice is the one which leads us to salvation. Amen. Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father and for all bishops for their physical and spiritual needs. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all government leaders, that they would be inspired by the Holy Spirit to enact laws that would safeguard the dignity of human life at every phase, especially of the unborn, and enact laws that would never contradict the natural law of God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for peace in our world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith and experience the consolation of the Lord. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for all those who have asked for our prayers for those joining us online and through radio, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness fails me never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransom soul is leading. And where the verdant pastures grow, with food celestial feeding. Confused and foolish oft I strayed, but yet in love he sought me, and on his shoulder gent laid and home rejoicing brought me. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive, O Lord, we pray, these offerings of your exultant church and as you have given her cause for such great gladness, grant also that the gifts we bring may bear fruit in perpetual happiness through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation. At all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But in this time above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. By the oblation of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfillment in the reality of the cross, and by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic host Sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Song to whose, song to whose, song to Dominus Deus Abhot, Pleni sunt celia terra, Gloria tua, Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. mystery of faith. We, we proclaim, proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you held us worthy 
to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, and Michael our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutaribis moniti, et divina institutione formati, Audemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, Da nobis hodie, et imite nobis evita nostra, sicut et nos imitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. peace. On you stay, qui tolis peccatam hundi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatam undi, Miserere nobis, Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatam undi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. 
Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. What wondrous love is this, O my soul, O my soul? What wondrous love is this, O my soul? What wondrous love is this, that caused the Lord of bliss? to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul, to bear the dreadful curse for my soul. To God and to the Lamb I will sing, I will sing, to God and to the Lamb I will sing. To God and to the Lamb, who is the great I am. While millions join the theme, I will sing, I will sing. While millions join the theme, I will sing. Let us pray. Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord, and grant, we pray, that those who are pleased to renew by eternal mysteries may attain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, Most Holy, Immaculate Virgin Mary, you are the mother of God himself. You are the queen of all creation. You are 
the keeper of heaven's treasure. You are our help and protection. Grant us your intercession and may your favor The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy that peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thank you for listening to Catholic Radio on KSHJ in Houston. Join our email list by texting GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to 42828.